Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Big Dog Random Show with your host, Big Dog. known as the snake man um been in business for over 16 and a half years been a paranormal investigator for about the same amount of time uh i have had an up close and personal encounter with bigfoot when i was 14. uh i catch and trap animals for a living including snakes and any other kind of nuisance animals you can think of what do you do for a living? Grab snakes and alligators and all them pesky critters? Yes, sir. Snakes, alligators. Yes, sir. What's the, have you ever had to remove like a, a T-Rex or... Uh, no. No. Not, not, not a T-Rex. <laughs> not a T-Rex. What's the biggest thing you ever had to get out of somebody's... Uh, let's see. Uh, Florida, I caught a alligator in somebody's house. Uh, turn around in Texas, I caught a uh, green anaconda that was over six foot. Whoa. Chasing, it was chasing a three-year-old child around the house. Uh, the largest reptile so far had been an 11 and a half foot python that I caught after it ate a chihuahua. Oh, man. <laughs> I bet somebody was... I think I sent you the picture of it. That was the one that ate the chihuahua? That big one, yeah, the big one. Yeah, I think I'd be it's upset. Around my neck, yeah. Yeah, if it ate. Just looking for a little snack. Well, it got one. <laughs> I'd be very upset if it ate my chihuahua. That's why I have bigger dogs. <laughs> <laughs> so tell me about the Bigfoot encounter you had. Well, let's say the face-to-face uh, -face happened in St. Augustine, Florida. I want to keep the actual location kind of you know, quiet, you know what I mean? Because uh, I, I saw a family living there. Um, the incident happened when I was out squirrel hunting with my dad in St. Augustine in the swamp. And I was out way far out, and I was, you know, popping squirrels because we would have a contest who had the most squirrels. I'm sure you've done something similar to that hunt. Uh, well, I went out there, and I loaded up on squirrels, and I shot a couple of phantoms. I'm not sure if you're familiar with those. What are they called? Phantom squirrels. Oh, okay. Phantom squirrels? I had to look that up. Uh, it's like where you see them flicking their tail, but when you pop them, they fall. But when you get over there, they're not there. Whoa. Is that a species? Many different... I'm not sure. Uh, and then again, too, it could have been anything from a Sasquatch messing with me, or it could have been something paranormal. Okay. You know? But what was funny was, was I was out there, and I sat down on a log out in the middle of the swamp, catching my breath, you know, getting cooled down, getting ready to make my trek back up the hill from the swamp up onto our lane. We had 158 and uh, I stopped and I sat there and I was cooling off, checking my gun, make sure everything's good, counting all my squirrels and everything. Uh, got back up to head out. I started doing the long trek back. By the time I got to the area where the ridge line would go to a ramp up onto the property, I uh, got that weird feeling like something was following. You know the kind of feeling I'm talking about, right? Absolutely. 
you know, you, you feel like all eyes are on you. Normally they are. <laughs> and so I was kind of cautious because I wasn't wanting to be walking and have a Black Panther like follow me or drop down and follow me because they will drop from the sky, you know, basically from branches and drop down behind you. But I made my way back up there and it was by that time it was getting dark. You know, I stopped for a minute and I'm looking around trying to see what was going on. Nothing was there, so I kept going. So my dad, my uncle, and my cousin sitting around the fire. They made a big bonfire out on the property. And dad was drinking his Jack Daniels. He had a 44 Red Hawk and a Q-Beam sighting, a Q-Beam flashlight. And my uncle had his gun. Everybody else had their guns. And I was coming up. I was like, Dad, Dad, I got you beat, I think. I got you beat. And I made it all the way up to, say, about 30 feet away from it. My dad said, freak out. Slowly turn around, be calm. He put his drink down, eased up with the Red Hawk, put it in his lap, pulled the hammer back, turned on the Q-Beam. Standing right there an arm's length away from me was this big hairy form just staring at me, looking at me. Me and this thing looked at each other like a dog would look at another dog, you know, like, what the heck are you? Dolt our heads and, you know, all that. Like, what, what are you? Why are you here? And I thought it might have been one of my dad's friends playing a joke. So what I did is I brushed it with my arm. I was 14 at the time, you know. No no fear, you know. Lots of nerve. I reached out and I just brushed his chest with my hand and confronted that and looked at me and tilted his head at me again. And I did the same to it. And it stood there for about a couple extra minutes and then ran and dropped to all fours and disappeared off into the woods. And truly after all that, we kept seeing something darting from tree to tree, stealing corn off the deer feeders. Wow. My father passed away. Uh, my mother had said that this thing was still coming around. It was walking around the, the house smacking all four sides of the house, you know, every wall. And then it would uh, disappear. But mom said she sent the handyman out to do some repair work. And they found like predator animals dead in the yard that had been pommeled to death. Found a bobcat, found uh, snakes, uh, you name it, all kinds of different critters that have been found out there. And there's even been stacked rocks found on the property in the location. And my mom seemed to think that maybe this thing and I kind of made a friendship. You think so? But, yeah. Well, well see, I'm Blackfoot and Crow. Okay. So she believes that they that they do have a strong kindredship uh, with American blood. Like, I'm sure you're familiar with that yourself. Yeah. You know, and my mom passed away, and everything. She told me it was happening all the way up until she passed away. It was coming around, lapping the house. Yeah. You, you think it was trying to get your dad to come out? Like it didn't really understand that it was that he was gone, like passed away. Gone. Well, well, what I think it, it was was that maybe it was trying to let my mother know that it was there to take care of her, comfort her. Hmm. Hence the uh, 
uh, animals that would have done her harm, the snakes, the bobcat, the coyote, and all that stuff that was found on the yard. With yeah. Stacks of rocks beside them. Yeah, that it makes be sense. A simple sign that that it was trying to protect her. Yeah. Maybe. You know, and I thought it was thought it was kind of weird, but it was kind of cool all at the same time. Yeah, it is kind of weird. I mean, it was kind of letting, like you said, maybe it was just letting her know that these things that could hurt her or now she doesn't have to worry about. They've been taken care of. Yeah. They were taken out of the equation. That's pretty interesting. Yeah, it, it was a lot of fun. Uh, I took my daughter, uh, who's a wrestler in Paris, Texas, Russia. I took her to a, uh, on a Bigfoot hunt with me. And we actually had found uh, a location over by the spillway by the uh, wildlife reserve where they were hiding and raiding their young. You could see clear as day handprints, prints with handprints, and footprints. Different, long, small, and medium. Oh, like a family unit. Right. It's like maybe their nursery. Yeah, like a clan. Yeah, like they were sitting together. And I also had found a set right by the water. Uh, it was in mud. It was perfect set of them, too. Right by the water. Like maybe it was sitting there looking at the water. Maybe it was trying to catch fish or turtles or something. Mm-hmm. You know, to feed the babies. kind of interesting. Yeah. Exactly, and I saw that, and I showed my daughter that, and I was teaching her all that, and it was kind of fun to do that. Um, I had an encounter in uh, Frost, Texas. I think it was 2010. Okay. Uh, I went with I went with a group. I'm, I'm sure you're familiar with searching for Bigfoot. Mm-hmm. Tom Biscardi. Yes, sir. Which, which, by the way, we're no longer in affiliation with him at all, okay? But um, I went out there to try to help with the situation before we found what it was really about, you know, with him. Yeah. And um, we went out there, and I, I got to lead a team. And I led the team. We were out there. Uh, we had heat seekers. We had Bowie knife on my hip, snake stick in case of snakes. We found a structure, uh, had the structure documented. We had juvenile footprints around the structure, and it was by a waterway. And one of the girls had to, you know, a nature call, so she held on to my belt loop from the back. I told her that was a safety procedure that I had, you know. Just hold on tight to my belt loop so that way if something happens, you're not going to disappear. Yeah. I don't lose you. She, uh, she was that doing her thing, and she goes, uh, something just growled at me. I said, are you done? She goes, yeah. I, she goes, let me get up. She got everything redone, got back. I said, get back into formation, back to back, in a circle, flashlight and heat seekers on. Okay? And we're sitting there, we're doing our, uh, our sweeps and all that stuff, and about that time where she was just that, you see a big hulking form stand up. Apparently, she had peed on his foot. Oh. I don't think he appreciated that. He was that. right there beside her. 
no, he did not approve of it. No. And it was kind of interesting. Uh, we did all that, and I finally made a judgment call because he kept trying to advance, and I would advance. So I sent my crew to go get help. I was, was going to pick one. They all disappeared, but one. She went back got the truck. Uh, but when I turned around, I didn't know that everybody had taken off together. I thought maybe three or four would have stayed there with me. I thought, okay, I'm safe and everything. And I said, uh, who's you ready? And I looked behind me and nobody was there. I said, that ain't right. And, uh, <laughs> they wanted you to funny, deal with man. it yourself, huh? Yeah, they said, good luck. <laughs> About the, uh, the time they're singing, Megan, step forward. I made a step forward. Uh, flashlight that was on my uh, vest was one of the old military fights. Oh, and, like uh, the red ones? The ones with the red bulbs or yeah. the angles? Yeah. Yeah. And it started going out. It started getting dimmer. I said, could this get any worse? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I had to let my eyes adjust, but this thing kept making us forward, so I'd make a step forward. I tried to match it step for step. Yeah. You know, just trying to keep him away from the road so he can't, you know, go after any of my crew, right? And I know it's dangerous to kind of mimic him and try to do it because you're basically dropping a challenge. So what I did is I unhooked my buoy knife and I kept it ready, you know, just in case. And he, it would make a step to the right, I'd make a step to the right. Took a step frontward, I took a step frontward. If it came backward, I backed. If it went left, I went left. And this went on for good, maybe an hour, okay? And I, I was getting agitated because it kept getting really, really grumpy. It would do that loud breathing, you know, that <clears throat> thing we normally do. And I uh, was getting ready to thinking that I was getting ready to get charged, you know, real, real quickly there. And I started bracing myself for it, you know? And, uh, about that time, I saw uh, headlights hit the trees, and I and I heard a horn honk. She had pulled down into the ravine across from the woods were when we were at. We weren't that far into the woods when we found this thing, right? And she uh, told me, "Hurry, come on, get in here." And I backed in. I didn't walk, turn around, walk. I just backed in so it wouldn't charge me. Get I kept reversing myself slowly getting back to the truck i got in the truck got all the way in got the door shut everything he backed out no sooner we were getting ready to head out we we were actually straight on the road now getting ready to take off i did just backed up this thing came charging out of the woods smacked its face and hands against the side of the truck where i was at we were literally inches apart from each other by glass staring at each other remember what the face looked like oh yeah it was hairy it it, it did have sort of a apish quality but more with a touch of hum, human look to it mm -hmm. uh, the eyes looked very sad and compassionate, hmm. compassionate. you think it's you know it could have very well it could have been a female okay so you don't think it was very what well, it was threatening you no, I think it was just trying to protect its house, you know, its family. You know, there was a structure there. There were signs that there were children there, you know, uh, babies and stuff like that. So it very well could have just been a mother trying to chase me off from the area, 
you know. And it, right. But it, it made me want to go home and change shorts, so. <laughs> <laughs> Underwear changing moment. Underwear changing moment. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I put yourself in my shoes. What would you have done if you would have had that encounter where it put its face right up to the window with you? Yeah, I mean, it, you got to try to protect your clan, and it's trying to protect its clan. So. It was, it was, yeah, it was funny, though. I mean, uh, when I got back to where I was at, one of the girls said, you know, you're like Tarzan. You ain't scared of nothing. I said, I'll give you a little surprise. Just because I don't show that I'm scared doesn't mean I'm not scared. If you don't show a little bit of fear, you're not showing enough reference to the creature. Right, right. You have to, you, because you, it's might be like a dog that smells fear. Exactly. Or exactly. that reads off of your body language. Right. Just, just because you're showing respect means that you're not, you know, being respectful to it. And it's it knows that you're showing respect. It's not going to hurt you when it's respect and giving it the proper respect that it deserves, you know. But if you're out there and you're just like, you know, not really giving a damn about nothing, it's going to teach you a lesson. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. One way, one way, shape, or form, it's going to teach you a lesson. Well, that's just like if a disrespectful punk comes around your neck of the woods. You gotta show them who's boss. Exactly. It, you know, it, you know, everybody says, oh, I'm a, I'm a man, I can face this thing. I'll, I'll go in there and I'll hurt this damn thing. I bet you 10 to 1 you would. Nope. <laughs> uh, you could chop that big game all you want to, but just take it somewhere else. Oh, trust me, I learned. You know, because. I learned that tough guy bit doesn't work. Right. I mean, now, unless you can back what you do, you know walk the walk. Humans is one thing when it comes to a creature you still gotta show reverence. You gotta show reverence to any creature that you come across. No matter if it's Bigfoot, a turtle, a fish, a snake, you gotta show respect. A human being. We're creatures in our own right. Exactly. Any any living creature deserves respect. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, that's very true. Uh, you know, I uh, I take the uh, daughter out there and I taught her a lot of this stuff. Uh, my grandson, he shouldn't be next to be taught when he gets a little older, you know? Mm-hmm. I want to take him out there and teach him. Sit out there maybe most of the night with him, but not too late because, you know, after he's still a child. Mm-hmm. But uh, I want to get him out there and teach him all the ways that I know, you know. Yeah, it's knowledge uh, that needs to be passed on. Well, I said it's knowledge that needs to be passed on. Exactly, exactly. And also the fact that, you know, I want to teach him uh, everything that I know from my business, you know, of catching animals. Uh, I teach that to him. That also shows him respect. It teaches him respect for all living animals. Do you think that gives you an advantage out there in the woods because of you working with animals? Yes. Oh yes, very much so. Because I learned the behaviors. Mm-hmm. You know, 
And every now and again now, they'll, they'll throw something new and that it's a different kind of behavior that I haven't seen before. <laughs> yeah, you know? I mean, it would be like us but, having to adapt all the time. I mean, I learned everything from that, and I, I started doing some research, and a lot of stuff that Sasquatch does is uh, got a lot of primate uh, behavior now, or human traits, or uh, primate traits, or, you know, they're forms of because you think about it he lives in the wild right so he's naturally going to watch the, the creatures of the forest and learn their traits and how they act right exactly that's just say like uh, a human being being out in the woods and doing that too he'd be able to mimic any and all creatures out in the woods yeah because the crows and the squirrels will warn you when there's a predator in the area if you know to exactly. listen to it if exactly. you... that's very true you know, that's just like the uh, wild prawns out there uh, that grow in the wilderness. Uh, they, they'll warn you of stuff like that, too. Exactly. And once you learn to pay attention to that behavior, that you can use that to your advantage. Exactly. You know, uh, like I had said, I had been doing uh, trapping, catching animals and all that for over 16 years, but I'm also a paranormal investigator. Oh, okay. Nice. I sent you for the show a, uh, a thermal picture. Mm -hmm. And now if you look on the stairwell there, you'll see a thermal picture of a child that I had caught. There was no children in the house. Yikes. And I was actually using a technique I picked up from Jason and Graham from Ghost Hunters. Mm -hmm. uh, they actually used a dog point out the spirits oh yeah because they can they can sense right and that's how i was able to i don't know do you notice the uh form at the top of the stairs uh, i had to look at it again uh when i was getting ready for the show i was trying to get a bunch of stuff done but i'll look at it again and then uh when i post the show i'll post this on the random show uh page so people can see what he's talking about can you say that yeah we're talking yeah we're talking about doing a snake man adventure show maybe uh a radio show mm -hmm. uh, and maybe a live action video show Okay, like something on YouTube? Well, something like that, yeah, just to see if it uh, take, tests the waters. You can, uh, matter of fact, go to YouTube. I'm glad you said that. Uh, you go to uh, YouTube, go to Ash Snake Man, S-H Snake Man, and you will see me wrangling a snake for TV. Oh, cool. And feel free to drop uh, comments and likes. And let me know what you think of it. Yeah, uh, you guys do that. Now, we, it, it was a lot of fun, uh, you know, doing all that. My wife, she, I love her to death. We've been together 18 years. And she thinks that I'm so crazy because I would bring home any and all animals <laughs> without any fear, you know. But I also deal with all the paranormal things, you know. Uh, what is your, uh, think the paranormal stuff is do you think it's interdimensional do you think it's ghosts from our loved ones or i think it's a, a mixture of different things it's like a grab and so it could be a little bit of all okay that's what it is is the paranormal could be any number of things Para 
Right. Nobody knows. That's the thing. We're still working on that that answer. But the, what I think it could be, like, say, if you see spirits and ghosts, that could be your loved ones. It could also be their after their energies playing back like a tape recorder. Like residual? Right. And see, it's like a tape recorder of what they went through. We'll all be there one day. We'll all have to do the same thing. You know? Now, what I think, too, is like with uh, interdimensional and stuff like that, that's possible. And they can't say it's not because, you know, there's a lot of people out there already talking about it that it is possible. Matter of fact, I was watching some stuff on YouTube about interdimensional stuff. Right. Uh, that's going to be one way of traveling. Uh, there, There's other things out there like the ball lightning. Mm -hmm. They think that's paranormal. It could be or it could be a natural phenomenon. Absolutely. A lot of people take, a lot of people take natural phenomenon as paranormal. Not necessarily always. Usually, a natural phenomenon is just that—a natural reoccurrence of a situation. Uh, paranormal is something that happens. It's not so natural. Uh, a lot of people see things like uh, I don't know if you ever watched Josh Gates' Destination Truth or Expedition Unknown. Uh, I catch him once in a while, yes. Okay, and uh, one show he does about uh, Expedition X mm -hmm. and, and all that. Well, they did this one thing about swamp gas, and it makes a lot of sense. Swamp gas will make you see things that aren't really there. Like hallucinations? Like the ghost hunters. Right, like, like the ghost hunters always say, if you do your investigation and you go through every piece of evidence, and you still have paranormal, unexplained things, then that's considered a paranormal situation. After debunking. Mm-hmm. Okay? Now, if you debunk it and you still see the apparition, or you hear the voice, or, or whatever, then that's paranormal by all means. Uh, I've gotten many EVPs that are hard to really explain because a lot of them interact with those are the ones that are the intelligent spirits. You know, I had one up doing an investigation that told me to go home. So half my crew left. <laughs> Whoa. What you, you know, I mean... What? what do you think about demons and angels? Well, I haven't really seen an angel so far, but I have encountered demons on investigations. I would love to meet an angel. I really would. I'd prefer meeting an angel over a demon any day. Hmm. Maybe uh, maybe they don't interact with us more like like demons would, you know? Well, there's toys times that they probably do. When you really need them, they'll be there. Right, right. Like that. I like to think that the demons don't really think of this. But if you see demons and you have demons, and they don't want you to believe in angels. By seeing them, you know that there are angels. Mm-hmm. Okay, because you can't have one without the other, correct? I think so. No. Okay. Now, you think about this for a second. You think about uh, the afterlife. They uh, actually did a study on people that were passing away. They, they bodies, laid them on a bed that was had one of those... Uh, 
scales on it, and they actually said that when the person expires, that the body loses a certain amount of weight. Really? So, you tell me, what is that? I mean, I, I, I don't even know. <laughs> that would be the weight of the soul. Hmm. You know? But here's the funny part. Is that they, they actually weighed a bunch of people, and they did this multiple times, and they videotaped it, and you see that the, the weight decreases by about... Uh, a few pounds, about a pound or so, and it is weird when you see it. Though it's like, wait a minute, what, what, did, what did I just see? <laughs> yeah. You know, and a lot of those out there, you have to be careful because a lot of Photoshop. Yeah. Yeah, you, know, you got to be extra, extra careful. You got to scrutinize everything you see. You know, unless you filmed it yourself. You know. Yeah, you'll see those photos of people like that were car accidents, and then you'll see like an angel standing over them or something like that. Right. Well, those can be, you gotta be very cautious. Mm hmm. You know? There's the, that's those uh, dollar hounds, you know, making those phony pictures sometimes. You gotta be careful. If it's legit, you'll find out it's legit, and you'll have something really important, you know? Uh, my, I have a friend, you know, and too, Leonard Dan. Mm -hmm. Dan. He wanted me to come out there, and J.C. Johnson. I don't know if you're familiar with him. But, uh, yes, sir. He wanted me to. Sure. He wanted me to come out that way and investigate uh, the giant lizards and the lizard people mm -hmm. and the giant snake out there on the res. Uh, he wants me to come out and try to capture at least one or two of them each. And I'm thinking if we do an expedition, that might be one of the expeditions for the Snake Hunt Adventures uh, video. Yeah, I've heard rumors of the big snake out there in New Mexico. Yeah, and there's been sightings of him and all that. And I told people I would like anybody who comes full can come forward with actual video proof of the snake or the lizards that stand about four foot tall or the reptilians I need to see actual proof on them in order to properly identify them right that way you know what and you're up way, against uh, yeah exactly not to mention I can have equipment made you know that I, that I can use I, I'd be able to gauge what what I could uh, get away with bringing out there. But I don't know anything about how the res would react to me showing up with gear like cages and traps and well, to catch these things. I don't know, but if uh, somebody does have any information, how could they get a hold of you? Like if, say, somebody does have uh, pictures or proof that you're asking and they want to, they, they listen can, to the show. Uh, they can they can uh, get hold of me through the email uh, dshoop1303 at gmail.com Okay, we can post that in the link of the show show notes Okay And uh, uh, and from there I'll give them my phone number after that, you know Okay legit. Right You know 
because you could get a bunch of yeah. bunch of hoax stuff yeah. coming through so exactly. you probably got to weed it through right right uh i know uh dan winter dan told me to uh if i go out there make sure i have him <laughs> have what on the res on the res he said to make sure i have him with me yeah absolutely make sure they don't he won't let them give me no crap <laughs> yeah leonard dan's a pretty cool oh, guy he, he is i i met him in paris texas when uh he went out there with a searching for Bigfoot group. Uh, I tell you what, he is hilarious. <laughs> uh, he he is funny though. Uh, the man walks like crazy though, man. And I have lots of respect for him. Kudos, and great respect for him. Mm -hmm. You know. Uh, I tell you what though, he knows his stuff. If anybody ever wants to learn anything about the wildlife or uh, Bigfoot. He's the man to talk to. Yep. Yeah. Okay. He, he is super, super intelligent. You know? And see, uh, me being Blackfoot Crow, I don't think that's going to make a difference on the rest. <laughs> right. You're in a different territory. You know, exactly. Exactly. But uh, as far as coming out there, I just don't want them getting mad at me for bringing traps and going out there to capture these things, but I'm trying to protect, you know, the res. I'm trying to protect the people on the res if they truly want me to come out. Well, maybe somebody will hear this and give you the information you're trying to get. Right, right. Uh, I, I did uh, get some information a while back when J.C. Johnson was still with us. Mm-hmm. My friend, but uh, he uh, had sent, showed me a map of the San Juan, and each spot that he was had a peg in it was a spot where somebody came up missing. Hmm. And, and here's here's the kicker: they were all around the lake or the river, excuse wow. me, around the river. So you tell me, what does that sound like? It sounds like a feeding pattern, doesn't it? Yeah. So that would only leave one thing. That would probably be that snake. And what I'm seeing is maybe a anaconda or maybe something from a Jurassic uh, Jurassic era. If there's four foot rep, uh, reptiles running around, then that would basically be pretty much a Jurassic period type animal as with the uh, reptilians. Mm -hmm. uh, have Yourself, have you been there and encountered any of that yourself? In New Mexico? Yeah. Uh, I haven't had any dealings with reptiles, but I did one time hear a radio broadcast where they were talking about that big snake. Somebody was translating it to me, so couldn't get all the details from it, but they were talking about that big snake by the river. Right. But, but as far as any wow, reptiles, no. Right, these are the uh, reptiles that stand on their hind legs, keep up with, uh, I guess it was kids on four-wheelers, and it was weird. Stacy John said that uh, he spread the word throughout Perez about the snake man. He probably did. He had a good like, relations with everybody out there. I was like, I wasn't, I was like, I wasn't aware that, uh, that the people on the res were 
aware of me. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I mean, I'm trying to get there um, and everything, but you know, I, I try to help as many people as I can. Not always do I take through and something like that, you know, but if it's something to help animals and stuff like that, I'll do that, you know? Mm-hmm. If it's to help people, I'll help them too. You know, the rest, I'm not even charging, you know? Right. I'd like to be a free capture to get rid of them, you know, take them away. As a matter of fact, they'd go somewhere where people could actually learn from them. See, if we could learn from them without killing them. I, I'm, and by the way, folks, I do not believe in killing unless you're eating or unless you're in defense of yourself or others. You know? Same here. I believe that if you catch them, you catch them a lot. That still shows the same thing I was saying before respect. Just because they're a big, scary, yucky snake like people tend to believe, you know, I mean, they still deserve respect. Well, some people don't like snakes. Some people don't like snakes. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I'm married to one. Ooh. (laughs) She don't like snakes either. She's been there when I just walked up to snakes and snakes would stand up and look at me. They literally stand up and look at me. And I just move my other way. You're like, excuse me, Mr. Snake. (laughs) Let's move you over here. (laughs) We're walking. I've had had people that said, well, remind me not to get you mad at me. (laughs) (laughs) I, uh... I've actually, in high school, I turned an alligator loose during graduation. What? <laughs> that was an old prank from back in Florida. I turned an alligator loose during graduation. Uh, that's legendary. <laughs> Let's see anybody beat that one. I don't think they could. <laughs> you know, I mean, I, I'm up there in age now. I'm not old yet. Not so old that I make Yoda look young or anything, but you know, I <laughs> I believe that you know I I have a lot of wisdom to teach kids and people. That's why I'm teaching my daughters. I'm teaching my grandsons and my granddaughter uh, and everything. I'm just making sure that it's taught. You know how to deal with animals, how to respond to animals, how to respect animals, how to respect that's what. A lot of people say, oh, Sasquatch is in. Not necessarily. On our show, you've been, uh, you've heard our show, right? That we do. Seeking for Bigfoot. Yeah. And me and Jonathan must, we do. Uh, this show, we tend to believe that Sasquatch is a being. He's not an animal. Which is pretty much a lot of the Native Americans believe that too. Am I not correct? You know? So, I, uh, I believe that, you know, any animal or any being deserves respect. Sasquatch deserves respect. I believe he helped that little boy that came up missing. I don't know if you remember it. That little boy that said he was uh, sitting with a bear at night. Keep him warm. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, and uh, somehow found his way to the station area. Mm-hmm. He said that the bear led him this way and then left. Yeah, because I've heard sim- similar bear. stories. Mm-hmm. That was not any kind of bear. That was a Sasquatch in the 
Sasquatch protected the boy. Yeah, they had compassion. You know? Exactly. It couldn't. So that tells you right there that, yeah. Exactly. That's exactly my point. A lot of people say, oh, they're bloodthirsty. Hollywood has it wrong. They have lots of stuff Hollywood's wrong. Only make, right. But they're making him bloodthirsty to make movies and sell movies. Mm-hmm. Only way he'd get bloodthirsty is if you try to hurt him or his kin. Yeah. You know? If, that'd be like any one of us, though. If, you, if someone tried to say, go after you or your wife or your, your kid, they're going to get hurt. Am I wrong? All right? That's the same with me and any of my kids or my wife, you know, or anybody listening to your show. That's what that's about. I mean, he's not trying to be a jerk to anybody. He's just protecting his own. But every time you go in the woods or you have an encounter, remember, you're in his area. It's his domain, not yours. Yeah. You can be able to share it. You're, it's like you're leasing property. You've got to respect the landowner's uh, right, too. Mm-hmm. You know? That's a good way to look at it, you know? Uh, back in the old days, way back in the old days, humans and, and Sasquatches used to coexist. You know? I think in the one... I, I tend to believe that maybe they they kind of wish that they could go back to those things. They used to help the Native American tribes with hunting, fishing, and with wars. You know? Mm-hmm. And stuff like that. Now, I, they can't because they've been outcasted by a bunch of tribes. I think that they should, you know, try to bring them back into the tribe and who knows, maybe eventually one day gain their trust to come back. Well, do you think it was because of the stories that you heard about them eating children and stealing women? That could have been any number of things. I believe that could have been rogue. It could have been rogue. Just like in human society, we have rogues too that commit heinous crimes. Mm -hmm. So do they. They probably got rogues in their societies that commit crimes too and they get the blame for something that their rogues have done that's I mean, true I don't know if that makes any sense to you it does but to me it makes it color you know and they can't really discuss it really they can talk a little bit they can mimic but I don't think that they can really tell their side of the story yeah it would be hard to figure out what they're saying. Yeah, unless you teach them sign language and learn that way. What about the people that you think mind speak with them? Well, I, well, I can't say nothing about that because I do a lot of uh, stuff like that whenever I deal with animals. I mean, I have the ability to reach into their minds. Really? Yes. And you're talking about when... When I was a kid. Yeah. When I was a kid, they used to nickname me the Beastmaster. And they said it was funny that I could do that. I could tell you if the snakes or animals getting ready to attack you, even if he looks like he's happy-go-lucky, sure enough, he will turn real quick on a dime and just hit somebody. 
Wow. You know, I mean, I, it served me well for 16 plus years. You know, I mean, I think that there's some out there that'll say that they do it, but they can't. They can't back up their claim. But there are some out there that are legit. They can. They can back up their claim. That's the thing. Now we have this thing that we we talk about on our show, and if you ever come on our show again, hopefully you will get to come on our show. Uh, we'll, we'll discuss it some more there. Uh, we talk about dimension walks, okay? And Sasquatch doing dimension walking. That's why when you see them in one place, you don't see them in the other. It's like they they've traveled a, a distance without really walking super fast and super. Kind of like uh, we're teleporting. Oh yeah, like in the black hole or when they fold space and time. Uh-huh. Right. And what's funny is I had an idea of taking a uh, paranormal investigating tool called the EMF detector. Mm-hmm. Okay. And using it whenever a sighting is going, on. use it during investigations full time because you never know when a Sasquatch is going to use it. You know the teleportation way of getting from point A to point B, right? Right. And because these, when they do that, the dimension walk, they leave an EMF trail. There is an EMF spike. Mm. I gave this idea to one friend of mine who's a paranormal investigator and a Sasquatch uh, hunter, and he took it out there and he wanted to test my theory, and sure enough, there was an EMF spike. Wow. So there was some sort of, maybe that is why um, cameras don't work and recorders and stuff like that go out. It's possible. I mean, you think about it, I think Bigfoot or Sasquatch can sniff out the batteries uh, in cameras. You think so? When you get a machine that runs on batteries, and it's ran for a good while. You can actually smell the back where the batteries were. You can get that smell, right? Mm-hmm. Now, imagine something like a wild animal or a Sasquatch or something like like that. Some other being. You can smell that, especially if you're never around it before and you smell it out in your area. It's an odd smell that shouldn't really be there. Okay? Now, with the uh, infrared beams, I think that they can see the infrared beam. Right. Okay. That's why I, I had an idea of using, I know it's kind of stupid, but it's it's worth a shot to try because it worked on primates. Okay. Hook up a mirror, the camera into the mirror, and a camera on each different side. See what you get that way. Well, there's a lot of researchers that have done stuff like that with mirrors. Right. Well, I've, I've seen stuff where they've used pheromone chips. But the only problem with that is you're using a primate pheromone chip, you know, like a gorilla. Okay? And a Sasquatch smells that. He's not familiar with a gorilla. What's the first thing that's going to happen? He's going to think there's somebody taking over his territory. He's going to go on the warpath, and that could be dangerous. Or he could just say, I don't know what that is, and just forget it. 
Well, yeah, but if he's got his female in the area, then he's going to be ready, ready to rumble. You know? Mm. Or, like I said, it could be a pheromone chip of uh, a female, and these guys here haven't had a girlfriend in a while, and they say, you know, they smell that, and they're looking for this girlfriend. They find you, and guess what? Well, I, I think that uh, people's had better luck with uh, female researchers that were paying the monthly bill. Yeah, yeah I, I uh, interviewed uh, a group of female Bigfoot researchers that are also psychic. Uh, their names were the She Squatchers. Mm-hmm. They're psychic? Yes, they are. I didn't know that. I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. And uh, I have nothing but respect for these ladies. And they go out by themselves and do this stuff. And they've actually got some good results. You know? But, uh, yeah, they, they really do great work. And they get out there in the field and they do this stuff. And, oh, wow. I was amazed at all the stuff I've seen and heard about from them. Mm-hmm. Especially when I interviewed them. Uh, they're in a, you might actually be able to get old Giant and see if he's got that uh, interview for you. And you can listen to the interview yourself. Oh, cool. cool. Maybe you can even get him on your show. Yeah, I'd like to get Giant on. Like I said, I used to listen to Bigfoot Lives a long time ago, and I heard you and Giant and a couple others. That was a long time ago. I tell you what, it's been really a pleasure having the opportunity to come on your show and talk to you and everybody else out there. I appreciate that. Like I said, the honor is mine. I hope everybody out there has a great uh, Christmas. Me too. Me too. Have a good Christmas because my Thanksgiving was good. (laughs) So was mine. I ended up doing the cooking, uh, the turkey, and my wife cooked all the other stuff. I gained about 400 pounds. <laughs> I hope you get a lot of clothes for Christmas, because you're probably half naked if you gain that much weight that quick. You're probably wearing bed sheets. No, I'm good now. I'm, I'm good now. You did some push-ups? They got me on yeah, they got me on some medication right now because I recently had totally fractured my ankle. Oh, wow, yeah. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, I've been laid up since it's winter time. Uh, but they uh, they got me on all that, so the medication helps me lose weight fast. So <laughs> I'm good on that. But I just want to let everybody know out there, if you encounter any kind of creature or animal, Treat it with respect. Because you never know. It might show you respect back. Hmm. And if it's a big reptilian, make sure you let Snake Man know. Just put up the snake signal. I'll be on the way. (laughs) (laughs) It's going to take him a little while with that fractured ankle. (laughs) But he'll be there. I'll be there. And... the thing is, you see, I, I try not to show any fear on any of the calls that I go on. Mm-hmm. But you got to show, it's a difference between showing fear and showing respect. Absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
I just wanted to make sure everybody knows to show respect. You know, to all creatures. Because like I said, one day that creature might turn around and show you the same courtesy. Yep. You know, and I don't mean creatures yeah. as in Bigfoot or anything. It could be anything. It could be a dog, a cat, a wolf, uh, a black panther. It could be anything. Even a creature, a uh, Bigfoot creature. And you never know. It's going to probably come back to you. You know, karma is a weird thing. Karma is a weird I thing. Got a I got a... Uh, a nephew that lives in Georgia that wants me to come investigate the witch graveyard. Oh. Tell me about and that. He wants me to, uh, you've heard about that? Mm -mm. He wants me to also uh, come down and investigate the Water Baby River. Right where our bridges were uh, back in the old uh, 1700s, I think it was. They uh, A baby got killed. Around, still hear the baby crying to this day, and people have sworn that they seen the mama walking around looking for her baby. Man, that's sad. <laughs> Man, that's sad. Yeah, it's creepy, but sad. That sounds like our uh, spookies, the La Llorona. She's looking for her baby. Oh yeah, that's right. That's right. You know, uh, there's a lot of interesting stuff out there. I mean, I was. Uh, investigating this one house not too long ago matter of fact that supposedly had poltergeist activity because he he said that his lights would come on and go off go on come on and he had it checked up three times by the electric company to make sure that it wasn't not a bad switch or a bad relay or anything like that but that it came back that there was nothing physically wrong with the house. Uh, with the electricity, so I said, could it have just been a power surge going off and going on, going off, going on? And there's no uh, reply from the electric company. But I told them that we need to just get together and set up something, just, you know, monitor the electrical current. Find a way to set up something else monitor the electrical current to see if it happened again. Mm -hmm. You know, and uh, I found the videotape whenever it happens, videotape. I've had people call me about finding specters walking through their house. They had a Civil War soldier walk through their living room. Ooh. <laughs> and this is why they were having a family dinner. I had a show a while back where it's about a guy that walks into the front door and walks in like he knows everyone and says hello and then walks to the backyard and talks to the old man in the back and then when the old man comes inside they say who was that guy and he says what guy <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah at least he was a friendly one yeah yeah you know I mean there's a lot out there that's unexplained. I mean, like I told uh, Giant when we were doing the show, uh, uh, we're waiting to get more replies from our listeners, but uh, maybe your listeners reply back to you about this. If they have any information of haunted areas or an experience, I'd like to hear about it. 
Absolutely. If I hear anything and and uh, they want to share, I'll absolutely do that. I'll send you whatever I got. Uh, yeah, it, it's gonna be interesting. Yeah, you know, Halloween's a fun time to go investigating, but I don't push it with the witches and stuff like that. You know, because that's bad juju. That's why uh, I have uh, a couple of family members that are white witches, so I have my protection. You know, that's always good to have that. I do, however, want to go investigate Skinwalker Ranch. Well, you better get in line. There's a big line for that one. <laughs> I know. It's got everything that a paranormal investigator would want. Ghosts. It's got skinwalkers. It's got aliens. It's got UFOs. Bigfoot. It's like they all uh, congregate on that one spot. Will you uh, be a Native American? What do you think uh, skinwalkers are? What's your take on them. I believe they're witch. I think they're witch doctors, basically. The medicine men that uh, were shunned uh, that are vindictive. I think that's basically a, an easy way to put it, is that they're vindictive. They, they do this, they, they take, transformate into this uh, creature and they cause havoc and they kill their enemies. I mean, I've heard some of the rituals that pertains to becoming a skinwalker and it's kind of it's kind of weird like you have to kill a family member or three family members or something like that and you know that's just kind of it it's like in some of the voodoo uh rituals where in order to do something with voodoo you gotta you gotta kill somebody or you gotta eat a body part of somebody or uh, it's just it's just weird. It's demonic in a way. It's got its own foot in the demonic section, you know? Mm -hmm. But uh, skinwalkers aren't really something to be messed with. You know, that's why they're so taboo in most tribes. Or pretty much every tribe. <laughs> you know? Yeah, they're, they're very taboo. And I wouldn't want to bring that on anybody. I dang sure don't want it uh, coming after me. No, you don't. <laughs> you know, I'm not scared, but hey, I have my respect. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I mean, uh, I've I've also encountered some uh, Native American specters uh, myself. Uh, I was over by the Trail of Tears, uh, over uh, between Hershey and Georgia. Uh, I was over in uh, Pennsylvania, Hershey, Pennsylvania. Mm -hmm. I went to a battlefield on the way there. It was in Pennsylvania. We stopped at this lady's house and it was raining. We were right on a battlefield, matter of fact. And you could hear the drums going all the time, you know, the dun, 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 sound coming from we don't know where. And I, something told me to look out the window and there was a white wolf sitting on the front porch standing there. A wolf? Right at me. A, wolf. a white wolf. Mm -hmm. And then it disappeared. Wow. You know, I, I went out there to look and see if I could locate it because part of being a paranormal investigator means that if you see something paranormal, you go check it out. Mm -hmm. You run you run through it, not away from it. And you know, I didn't find one trace of it anywhere. 
and I, I investigated and I talked to some other people about it and other people have seen the same thing off and on and they've heard the drums and the battlefield you'll every now and again you'll look and you'll see a streak of light going back and forth or a human form back and forth through the battlefield wow now I'm not exactly sure what the white wolf represents but I know it's got to be something positive you think it's positive? I think so he didn't seem very threatening to me he didn't want to try to come in and keep my face off <laughs> you know, oh. he was there he looked right at me and disappeared <laughs> I believe it has something to do with uh, good medicine well, if anybody out there, any listeners, know anything about the White Wolf, let us know, please. Yes, please. I would like to know. Have you ever encountered anything like that yourself? Yes, I've seen a White Wolf before. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's why I was well, like... I said that, that... <laughs> yeah, yeah, I saw what I what I saw was I was driving down this back road and I saw what I thought was a dog running across the road and when I it kind of slowed down as it was getting to the other side and it was a wolf. I slowed down the car and I looked at it and I was like, "That ain't no dog. That's a wolf." And it just kind of looked back at me and it jumped over to the ditch and it just walked through this field. And uh, I just thought it was odd. Oh yeah, it was a, it was a sight. I mean, that's one of my spirit guides. One of my spirit animals is the wolf. Mm. So that's why I'm wondering if that could be what it is. I mean, I don't know. It's possible. I mean, you never know. I mean, maybe he's my protector. You know, but I don't know. I mean. When I saw it, I was just like, wow. I wasn't scared. I wasn't freaked out. I just saw it, and I was like, wow. And I was like, that's an odd color. It's white. I mean, pure white. Mm -hmm. I used to have a German (laughs) Shepherd that was white like that. Like an albino almost. Yeah. It was so weird, though, but it was so neat. But then it disappeared. It was just gone within a blink of an eye. Yeah, I think mine was more physical. It just ran off until I couldn't see it anymore, but it didn't disappear or appear or nothing. Right. But There was no tracks at all. Yeah, and then we don't really have much wolves out here in Texas. In this part, we have a lot of coyotes, though. Right. I lived in Paris, Texas for a while. Yeah, I know there was a, a lot of activity out there. Yeah, I want to investigate the Alamo if they ever let anybody. There's been a lot of reports coming from the Alamo. I know that there's uh, hotels and stuff you can stay in that are pretty haunted. Uh, My cousin, Lupe, stayed at one and he said it was pretty weird. (laughs) They got one that's right right over the Alamo. You can look down into the Alamo. Mm Mm-hmm. And you, at night, you can see lights glowing and moving. Mm. Like they're running around doing some kind of fight. 
there have been reports. I, as a matter of fact, I looked up Haunted Alamo on the internet, and uh, they were talking about people who've heard cannons uh, firing, they've seen flashes of light, they hear swords clanking, horses, gunshots, and now and again screams, stuff like that, you know? Wow. Uh, I'd like to actually find the actual spot where Davy Crockett was executed, supposedly, and investigate it and maybe do an EVP to see if I can get any. There's uh, a section there uh, of the Alamo where you can uh, investigate, take pictures of them. They actually caught a shadow looking back at them from inside the building at the window. Wow. A, a good buddy of mine. I hear about stuff like that. A buddy of mine's got some pictures that he took of some old buildings, and when he got them home, it was like looked like somebody was looking through the window. <laughs> but at the time, he didn't see it. Yeah. Well, see, the only problem is the Alamo won't let you take pictures. Oh, they don't? Oh, they don't? No. But, you know what? They don't say anything about doing EVPs. Probably not, but I'm pretty sure that tons of people run in there with all kinds of ghost equipment. Probably proton packs and all that stuff. Jason Hawes said one time, the guy from Ghost Hunters, the ball-headed guy, said that uh, he would love to investigate uh, the Alamo and Graceland. Where Elvis? He would love to Yeah. There's actually something that just came up not too long ago that it, someone said they got Elvis's ghost on camera. Really? But what you got to understand though is that house was a that mansion was a mansion before Elvis even got it too. Yeah. It could be any number of people. Facts. I mean, there's no telling. But uh, they're just now starting to open that top level to certain people. You know, where the bedrooms and all that work. Yeah. Which is kind of interesting. You know, I was thinking about that, and I'm like, that would be a neat place to investigate, too. I, I'm pretty sure it would be. But you'd have so many security breathing down your neck. <laughs> I can see how that'll be a problem. Well, especially for ghost hunters, because I don't know if you've ever watched Ghost Hunters, but they uh, always had Steve and Tango, their two uh, investigators, investigating. They would play with everything that's across. <laughs> well, I, I figure a lot of those shows are just for entertainment. They're not really for... There's a lot of uh, stuff on there that is actually legit. They've actually uh, come to Arkansas once or twice. Mm -hmm. And they've actually uh, had a full-body apparition. Wow. Yeah. As a matter of fact, you can go online and look up the uh, free uh, episodes of Ghost Hunters. Complete episodes. And you'll find it. Uh, the Arkansas one that they did. Uh, I think it was Crescent Hill or Crescent Moon. Or something like that. Anyways, it's uh, pretty interesting. I think it was in Hot Springs. Oh, okay. So, yeah. Uh, I live in Springdale, so. 
And I found a uh, place I'm going to try to talk to them about investigating the museum. The museum. But if you know anything about Shiloh, you know there'll have to be some kind of activity going on there. No, I can't say that I do. Shiloh was a, a situation during the Civil War. Mm, okay. You know? And I, I thought about it and I'm like, wow, that'd be something to really investigate. Yeah, that, that so, would get some yeah. good evidence out there. Evidence. Yeah, that would be neat. <laughs> I, I'm trying to get myself back up and go again so I can investigate. I'm, that's what's pushing me. <laughs> yeah, when you get that ankle healed up. Or you can roll out there with one of those little scooters. <laughs> I don't care if I have to crawl on my hands and knees. That a boy. I'm getting back out. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm going to get my butt back out there and do what I got to do, you know? Yes, sir. My wife and I wanted to uh, send out congratulations to you and your wife. We hear you got married. Uh, actually, we're eloping. We're getting married uh, oh. New Year's Eve. So. There you go. <laughs> yeah, we're going down to my buddy Jeff's place. And right there, at, we're going to get married on in the woods. And it's just going to be a small, tiny party. And we're just getting it. Getting it done. Wait, is Bigfoot invited? Yeah, he might be there. He might show up. <laughs> he might show up because uh, there's a lot of sightings and stuff that go on in that area that we're getting married at. Matter of fact, the guy that's marrying us, Jeff uh, Stewart, he's had a, uh, his sighting out there. And he's, he's done a couple of TV shows and a ton of shows on a podcast and he's been on tv and he speaks at a lot of the conventions so he's a good buddy of mine like a brother yeah jeff stewart sounds familiar but i just trying to place him he's a good old boy he's a good dude okay well you know uh you know uh, Paris, Texas, then? I know. I've heard of it. I, I mean, I've seen it on the map, but I've never been there. Well, the one area that Tom, from searching for foot, had gone out to that I was supposed to be out there with him. I was uh, uh, working in Paris, Texas. Mm-hmm. Is uh, Lamar Point. Lamar Point, uh, Paris, Texas. That's over by Pat May's Lake. There's a that's a big activity area. It's a big hotbed of activity. But if you go into the actual uh, Pat Mace Lake uh, reserve to go investigate, you gotta be careful because there's live ordnance everywhere. There's like what? Live ordnance. Live ordnance. Uh, oh. Live active ordinances out there. Oh, there's okay. Live uh, munitions still out there from when it was an army base. Yikes. That wouldn't be good for your legs. You know, something to go boom. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Uh, it, it's kind of a scary thing, but I 
everybody watch where you step. <laughs> right. That could be bad. You know, I mean, if it's not that, it's the big boars out there that'll get you. And there is supposedly a uh, a rumor that there's a big alligator out there in the pat Well, if he's been in eating boars, he'll get nice and big. Well, like I told him, he don't scare me. <laughs> not the snake, man. I grew up. I grew up with him. You know, I grew up in South Florida, so. You know, there's nothing that I'm actually scared of, you know? And like I always say, though, I mean, just because I'm not scared doesn't mean I show, don't show respect. You know? Exactly. People, I love to teach people about all the animals, but if you ever get a chance to go there, go check it out. They have camping area, I believe, where you can camp out. And it would be something to make for you guys at least check out, right? Yes, sir. It was really an awesome pleasure to be on your show. Well, I appreciate it. Uh, if you want to give people your email address and how to get a hold of you if they ever find a four-foot lizard person <laughs> or anything yeah, of the and, sort uh, sure uh, 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 B shoot F-H-U-P-E B-A-Boy S-H-U-P-E 13-3 mail.com uh, okay and we'll put and that now, in the links yeah Okay, don't forget now, y'all check out that video on YouTube called Ash, A-S-H, Snake Man. Alright, we might put that on the Big big Dog Random page, so y'all can check All that right. out. Alright, I'll try, to, if you want, I can try to get you a copy of the link and give it to you. Yeah, that way we can uh, put it on there. Alright, alright, that'd be cool. Uh, please leave a comment on the Ash Nick Man and you know what everybody thinks. It's been an honor and a privilege to be on. Uh, yes, sir. We appreciate you coming on. It was an honor. It really was. Thank you, sir. I had a lot of fun just sitting in. And thank you. Thank you for listening to the Big Dog Random Show. Before we go, I just want to thank everybody who supported my show, uh, the people that are sponsoring me. I just want to say thank you. If you guys would do me a favor and share this show, 
and contact me at the big dog underscore random underscore show at yahoo.com and i have a facebook page big dog random show you can contact me there but again thank you for everybody who's supported me i appreciate it all my guests everybody who's listening thank you thank you thank you thank you